0: Hey everyone, welcome into the NKY Bracketology podcast. I'm your host Hunter, joined tonight with Zach and Michael. Um, we're going to talk some talk 25s and just kind of get into where some teams stand at uh, this point in the season. We're sitting here on the 26th of February, um, so we're really into crunch time now.
1: Less than three weeks from Selection Sunday.
0: Yeah, oh. uh, that's good. Christmas time. It's Christmas time. But I was told by Bud, a Florida fan today. That all of this is BS and nobody wants to listen to it. So, Bud, I hope you're listening to this. Shout out to you. (laughs) Um, But first thing I want to do, it's a hot topic and I don't want to spend more than 10 minutes talking about it, but what are your all thoughts on court storming? So I want to hear first is if it should happen or if they should just do like a blanket ban and then what's your stance to like protect a player? Like, whether you, Filipowski did not in, instigate contact no. until he, did. Yeah. like, that's a clear fact if you've watched the video.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He did push back after he was ran into, but Homie was just trying to get off the court. So mm-hmm. something, in my opinion, has to change to get people off the court. Um, Duke was d- down four. It's not unheard of for a three-point shooter to get fouled. Ask Illinois. Like, it yeah. it's not like you can just walk yeah. off so don't tell me he should have already been running off. He shouldn't have. Right. So give him 10 seconds to get off the court. Wake's, like, students were on the court with 0.1 seconds left to go in the game. Yeah. So something needs to change. I personally, I as some sort of timer, like 10 to 15 seconds even. It, if we could get the students to understand that if you wait 10 seconds, you can go on the court with no repercussions. I think you would solve a lot of issues. Yeah. Cause I am very pro court storm and I do think that it should be allowed because I mean, I've I stormed the field at Kentucky when I was maybe eight or nine and they beat LSU when LSU was one or two in the country. And that was awesome. Like I remember that 20 years later or whatever, but that wasn't like a safety issue. So I want to make sure like the players can get off the court safely. Mm-hmm. What are your all thoughts?
2: Mike, go ahead. If if you've got so,
1: something. I am definitely not in the camp of uh, detaining uh, people that court storm. Uh, I think that's way. How are you gonna? Yeah. How are you gonna arrest an entire like yeah. arena? And I've heard you know, ideas like, oh, anyone that runs on their their scholarship or they're or they're or they're expelled from campus. Not gonna do that. That's um, just. Dumb. Yeah, but. I do think there should be a rule put in place that you can't go you can't go on the court until the, until both teams especially the visiting team is off the court because you know you don't want these like you know tramplings to to hurt people. Yeah. Um, I do think it was interesting that that court storm happened, you know, with like half a second left because technically and they didn't and probably shouldn't have. Maybe they should have. Maybe that would have have changed something. But they could have called a dead ball technical foul on Wake Forest, which would have given Duke two free throws and the ball. If you reset the clock back to, what, 0.5 or 0.6, they would have had a chance to, if they made the free throws, either tie or win the game. Yeah. And if Duke had gotten that and they had gotten the two free throws and hit a three to win, my goodness. Could you imagine? Mm -hmm. That would have been just absolute pain. That would have been poetic. Just yeah.
2: absolutely poetic. But then
1: you would have heard, like, oh,
0: Duke's getting all the calls, you know. I'm not yeah. a Duke fan. I yeah. don't love Duke by any means. I That would have been, like, the best outcome yeah. that could have happened.
1: I agree. But, no, I I, I I, think they just need to put a rule in place that says you have to wait until until the visiting team is off the court before you go on the court.
0: Yes. And I don't think that the team should shake hands at the end of those games. Yeah, maybe not. I mean Because I... that's just delaying the inevitable and you're only gonna hold drunk students back for so long. Yeah. If you can get ten seconds to get the kids off the court, do that. Yeah.
2: Well maybe they shouldn't serve alcohol at games.
1: Or not eh, next. Eh. <laughs> that's a
0: moneymaker for most yeah. schools.
1: Or maybe you don't you don't serve it after like there's like ten minutes left in the game.
0: Well, they typically do. Like, I'm being, I'm being facetious. Well, no, no. don't. People will get angry if you try to take the alcohol out of the stadium.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's one of the joys of watching a game. But, yeah, never mind. (laughs) What's your thought, Zach? So, Seth Davis tweeted today that. There are no court storms in the NBA. Yeah, I know. That's because the I NBA that was, a terrible oh, product. Yeah, that's Well, I thought that was an odd comparison because, like, I get that, like, the NBA still has really, like, amped up fans and whatnot. But, like, people aren't storming the court for, at least not typically, for, like, uh Say the, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example. Say, like, say, Ken, say the, Kentucky, Kentucky didn't storm the court when they beat Alabama, did they? No. So yeah, like that's that's it. Like Kentucky, it wasn't like this big upset mm-hmm. yeah. or like a huge rivalry game.
0: Well, there's no, another like,
2: rivalry, but it's not yeah. like so. Like co- that's what college is all about. These like where. Just teams overcome, like, kind of, like, the impossible.
0: I mean, that was the biggest win for Wake in years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they were favored. I get that. Vegas odds mean nothing to me. No. Duke was still supposed to win that game in my eyes. Yeah. Like, I expected Duke to go in there. I didn't expect Wake to get it done. They did, and good for them. But, like, they deserve to storm the court for this one.
2: Yeah. That's again you like when you watch a bunch of professionals play a sport you don't think wow like like this team should be so overmatched that it's not even like a fair competition
0: exactly and i mean like, like if indianapolis went like played boston here in like in indianapolis yeah. and, like i'm pretty sure the pacers are really bad so like they're not perform <laughs> the court like you don't do that that's your professional team it's different Mm -hmm. part of the culture is these court storms for college
2: right exactly and you we shouldn't take that away right what we just we just have to learn to do things responsibly right and there's a there's a way to do that like again Creighton did a great job Mm -hmm. making sure that the The UConn, like, bench and and team and staff were, you know, shielded from the crowd. Um, Sure, like,
0: you can... Like, they did really well with that, and that's how it should be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be focused, like, security always focuses on the students. I'm sorry, but 50 security guards aren't going to stop 3,000 people. Right. It's get the players off the court. Don't worry
2: and so we we just need we just need some guidelines that still allow, you know, court storming to happen in within safe bounds. Yeah. Whether the, and, you know, I think having a like a shot clock at the end of the game like all right, wait, 10, 15, 30 seconds whatever.
0: Well, like this get into it, they could count down from 10. Or something, and like it become a chant, and then they go storming onto the court.
2: Like the way to
0: keep the hype building for another ten or fifteen seconds. Yeah. Without. I
2: I like that idea. I so I mean, hey, if we can think of these things here, it should be fairly easy for the NCAA, or like whatever the conferences or whatever, to implement these things. Um. Yeah, I think just, you know, let the students and the fans have their fun and just make sure that, you know, we're protecting players and, and coaches.
0: And, yeah, exactly. Just keep everybody safe and let the kids have fun. For sure. That's my, like, entire argument. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up our thoughts on it. We can – I'm sure it'll come up again and again. We can revisit later, but just – We've, I've had a lot of questions about it. I wanted to touch on it today um, and just kind of start there. But now we'll move to some top 25s. Um, I'll start with mine, and then, Michael, you'll go second, and then we'll let Zach wrap it up if that's okay. Sounds
2: good. Cool.
0: Save the best for last. Oh, yeah. Save the most controversial <laughs> <for> last. <laughs> um, all right. So I had Houston at number one, UConn, Purdue, Arizona, North Carolina at five.
1: So you have Purdue and UConn two and three. You said UConn-Purdue. Correct. Okay.
0: UConn-Purdue-Arizona all lost. There was no reason for me to really jumble that order up too much. Um, So I left them as is. Houston obviously didn't lose and deserves the number one spot for now. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Honestly, there wasn't a whole lot of movement in the top like 10 other than just like those teams swapping spots um tennessee is six kansas iowa state duke marquette is 10 um kentucky at 11 they jumped 13 spots they were my biggest jump this week Um, wow they proved they could play some defense over the last couple games and then obviously they beat alabama which was just a great win i mean they they
1: got got, i mean they gave up 95 to alabama okay
0: they were up that's alabama they were up 104 to 70 something with like eight minutes to go yeah They gave up all of that points in garbage time when they were
2: And and really in Alabama's case, I guess this is more a point on Alabama, but you're not supposed to lose by twenty two points, scoring ninety five. That's hard to do. Like Kentucky it's Kentucky Kentucky was just so clinical offensively. That's yes. like some of like and Alabama doesn't play defense. That's like some of the so. NBA games
1: when you score one hundred and twenty and you lose by twenty. That just shouldn't happen. Should, shouldn't in college happen. basketball, you shouldn't score ninety five points in regulation in a forty minute game and lose by twenty two.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, twelve is St. Mary's. 13 is Auburn, Creighton, Alabama at fifteen. Um, Illinois at sixteen. San Diego State, Baylor, Florida, Utah State at twenty. Um, Washington State, Wisconsin, Gonzaga, South Florida, and then Loyola Chicago round off the top twenty-five.
2: Hunter doesn't know ball. Yeah, no South Carolina.
0: You know, I'm sorry. I, I I don't watch any games. I I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I just I just run, run my, I just run my my top twenty-five through a random generator. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to 801 Bracketology for putting out a randomly generated list of 25 <laughs> today um, and calling it his top 25. I believe um, North Arizona was in the top. Yeah, like that like yep. in- well done. The- Incarnate war was in the top 25. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to mine, not a whole lot really to explain. I didn't have a ton of movement. Um, Dayton fell back out. Um, Virginia fell out. I replaced him with like Gonzaga not Gonzaga, Wisconsin, South Florida, and then Loyola, Chicago replaced uh, Grand Canyon. I have decided to reserve that 25th spot for a mid-major team that I want to highlight that week.
1: Okay.
0: Apparently, yeah, first, I like it. Because Grand Canyon lost twice once I ranked them, but Loyola's played really well. They're over like overachieving what I expected and yep. deserve to be ranked at this point. We don't have any good teams to put at 25 anyways. So not many. Not- yeah. Um, South Florida is also a mid-major, but they would have been ranked with or without that spot being dedicated to mid-majors. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, Their second longest win streak in the country. They're just rolling right now. Um, not going to make the tournament. You can't lose to Maine and expect to make the Unless tournament. Unless they win the AAC mm-hmm. tournament. Yes, they can get the automatic qualifier, and they are in my bracket for now because of that.
1: So somebody was saying, they still South Florida still has a lot of work to do. That. Yeah, win three games in the AAC tournament. Yes, exactly <laughs> But, hey,
2: you know, winning the AAC is a great place to start, you know, get that number one seed in the conference tournament. Oh, sure. Oh, absolutely.
0: And, I mean, even if they don't go and win it, this season has been, like, just an amazing success.
2: Yeah. Again, it's South Florida and Loyola, Chicago, like, those fan bases, and really South Carolina, too. Like, I just the turnaround, whatever happens the rest of the season – this is validating. This yeah. is you should be proud of the season that you've
0: had.
1: Yeah, yeah. Lamont Parrish has done a great job at South. Carolina.
0: Oh, absolutely, and it sounds like they're backing up a Brinks truck to his house and just going to pay him whatever he they wants. should. Um, that's a great move by their part. Yeah, uh, he's not even. I haven't seen his name floated for the South Carolina job in a couple weeks. Like it sounds like they've really or not South Carolina, Ohio State. Ah, uh, I'm like, like what? Really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um south florida may be looking for a new coach though yeah (laughs) unfortunately for them so this might be a one-year appearance if you're
1: if you're like a high major coach though, like wouldn't you want to see one more year out of
0: i would i would too it depends on the job like i think from what i've heard um it sounds like ohio state might be getting desperate yeah like, it sounds like people aren't as high on that job as what they thought they were going to be. Maybe they're better um, off
1: with interim coaches because they've beaten Michigan State. And,
0: and, and no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm no, no. kidding. <laughs>
2: oh, you're being facetious, yes. Mike?
0: <laughs> it, Dusty May looks like the front runner, And they've, I mean, it sounds like, from what I've seen on Twitter, that they've struck out on a couple people recently. And I'm really, like, just intrigued because it sounds like an NIL is an issue. Um they're one of the bottom in the state at NIL.
1: That's crazy.
0: Like Cincinnati and Xavier were both above them, I believe. Wow. Year, which is just shocking. That is. Um, so I guess the football money's taken over and yeah, I get it. That could be... they, they paid some people a ton of money to stay for football. And I get it. But it's also just interesting. They can't divert a little bit to basketball as well. Yeah.
2: Um, well, their basketball program, number one, when you lose to Michigan in football three years in a row, like you go you go all out, like that cannot happen at Ohio State. <laughs> it's true. And then, and then, the basketball program has just been so down, yeah, the last four years or so. Yeah, it's like
0: you know. What is there to be? We'll, a-
2: we'll, we'll give you, like, the leftovers.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what it sounds like they're doing, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's in- just going to be interesting to watch. Um, anyways, do you have any questions for me?
1: No, I think you explained what you, what, you know, the bottom part of it pretty well.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I like to give some credit to mid-major, so I've decided to save at least one spot for a good mid-major team show them some love yeah. um michael if you want to get started on yours sure
1: so here's the list one through 25 plus five teams that just missed it um purdue houston Yukon, kansas up to four arizona at five unc tennessee marquette iowa state alabama six through ten Duke Baylor, Creighton, San Diego State and Clemson go 11 through 15 uh, Wisconsin, Auburn, Illinois, Kentucky, Utah State go 16 through 20 uh, Utah so yeah so Utah state is I'm sorry is at 20 So yep. actually it's Wisconsin Auburn Illinois, Kentucky, Utah State 16 through 20 and then 21 through 25 is Dayton, Florida, South Carolina. Colorado State, St. Mary's. And then the ones that kind of just missed are Washington State, TCU, Oklahoma, BYU, and Nebraska.
0: Okay. So Arizona below Kansas. Yes. Why? So
1: here's the thing with Kansas now. They now have, I mean, these top end wins Houston, Yukon, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Yeah. It's just hard to overlook. And now that they do have a road win over a team that is in the field, you have to kind of – I decided to give them the nod. And going to Arizona, the issue that I have for them is when you look now at some of their better wins – so, I mean, the win win at Duke is terrific. The win over Alabama in a neutral court is pretty darn good as well. But these wins over Michigan State and Wisconsin don't look as good as they did. And you've got the loss to Oregon State. You've got the loss to Stanford. You know, it's just starting to be too many of these kind of ones.
0: Yeah. And so that was. I can like it. I just wanted to hear um, like if you had any other reasons or if it was just those top end wins. Yeah. I
1: mean, what I did, there was so much losing between after about 10 or so. Yep. more than that, that I basically just kind of scrapped it and kind of looked through the, the resumes again. And you,
0: I pulled the list up while you were reading it off, and you're pretty spot on for a, if you were going for a seed list top 25. Which is close to
1: what I'm looking for, yeah. Yeah,
0: you're pretty close. Yeah.
1: Um, I gave North Carolina the nod for the moment with the head-to-head win over Tennessee, and you know, Boom. It, I know.
2: Uh, I agree with but Wait, are you agreeing with my boo, or are you agreeing with Mike?
0: Mike having North Carolina over okay. Tennessee.
2: Uh, um, committee approves it too. You're both. You're both biased. No, we looked. You know I, I,
1: looked I looked at the Q
2: one. I'm out. I'm out. Okay.
1: You can you can court storm over here. Um, there we. go. Yep. All right, court storming. Um, UNC just has a better Q one record and a better Q one Q two record combined. Yeah. And the head-to-head. Um, I put Tennessee over Marquette. I their, their wins away from home are just a little bit better. I mean, scoring 103 at Kentucky is really impressive. Um, so that's where I have those. Uh, Iowa State down still at nine. Um, I do want to mention something about um, from North Carolina. From their win over Virginia. This is more of a Virginia issue. In Virginia's last three games, they have scored a total of 134 points. In Kentucky's win over Alabama, they scored 117 <laughs> in one game. Hmm. Like, it's just like two different, like, leagues here, you know? Like, it was very- well, it is two different leagues. But I yeah. mean, like, it's like they're not even playing the same sport kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, Virginia, I mean they're rivaling um m and Michigan State for the like the worst kind of like season ending collapse here. Um I mean Virginia's got what three games left.
0: Yep, and they are squarely in Dayton right now.
1: I mean, they mean what they got Duke, Boston College and somebody else that was that I don't remember. Is it Georgia Tech or something? Sure. Something again, I know they need to win. So they
0: have to go two and one. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And if they don't, oh boy! <laughs> um, you know Kansas really uh, took it to um, Texas. Yes, and Kansas maybe starting to put it together. But I want to focus on something with Texas now. So that loss to Kansas dropped Texas now to an a record against the Q one through Q three. Q3 quadrants, not including Q4. Their record in that is now 8-10. and 10. You don't typically see, or ever see, teams with a Q1 Q2, through Q3 record that are two games out of 500 make the tournament.
0: And by don't typically, he should have said that it's never It hasn't happened. happened. So, and they
1: have four games left. They are Texas Tech on the road, Oklahoma State at home, Baylor on the road, Oklahoma at home. Keep this in mind. If they go two and two, there's still two games under 500 in the first three quadrants.
0: They're going to have to go three and one.
1: Well, I will add a caveat is that the wins over um, Texas Arlington, um, Wyoming, and louisville are close within 10 spots of q3
0: okay that could honestly make a difference for them and it's not an official metric that's used like it's something that they're going to say oh they're losing record in one through three we're not putting them right but it typically it's a bigger like denotation of how bad their resume overall
1: like i'll tell you this much if they go two and two and the wins, are just oklahoma state and oklahoma at home Unless they win a couple of games in the Big 12 tournament, I don't think they're getting in. Yeah. if one They've the, fallen yeah, yeah. quick. If the, let's say they beat Oklahoma State and they beat Texas Tech or Baylor on the road, that's where I could maybe see the committee making an exception because, yeah. I mean, then you'd have road wins over, uh, let's see, you'd have road wins over TCU, Oklahoma, either Texas Tech or Baylor, whoever that win would be, I could see them giving, letting them in at that point. But if the if the only two wins are the two home games, I I I, I don't know. Hmm.
0: Yeah, they dropped. I they I had them as an eight seed, like my second eight seed um, going into the weekend. They're now my second ten seed. I mean, nine out of their seventeen wins are Q four. It is now getting to the point where I'm really concerned about what Texas yeah. is doing. So
1: yeah. uh, that's just too many Q four wins out of your seventeen. Um, and this is what we talked about where the Big 12 could have troubles with their non conference strength of schedule. Iowa State not having that problem, they've been good enough in league play. Um, the rest, Texas Tech is okay, TCU is okay for now. Yeah, yeah. BYU and Oklahoma make me nervous every day, almost every time they play, but, but they're, they're still okay. But it's Texas and I don't even know if Cincinnati merits mentioning if they don't beat uh, Houston tomorrow. But these are the ones that really have the problem right now. So,
2: uh, I, yeah, I just I I love talking with you about Cincinnati. Mike. I know it's just okay if they what? beat if they beat Houston. I know.
0: What's the like thing with Cincinnati for you? I just I don't get it. I just. I I feel like the it's
2: it's really just the odds are oh, so course. stacked against them the odds are so stacked against them and then Mike won't say that they're cooked because they're not. <laughs> that's they're that's... Just, they're,
1: but the water is definitely boiling as I said.
0: Um Zach, so back what you do with your model like you can say somebody's cooked and get away with it a lot easier than like Mike or I can. Yeah. Cuz like, once we start declaring those kinds of things it's it's done. Yeah, it's not as okay. Like... But Mike, okay, but Mike, how many teams
2: have fallen off the page and then you brought them back? Um, well, I mean,
1: a lot. Some of the Big Ten teams, Ohio State, Rutgers. I mean, they they've been Maryland f- well on and off a few times. It happens.
2: So it's, it's yeah, it's not unheard of for but that. Would Mike to say that would be
0: off the page. Yeah. Well, that sounds
2: like they're cooked, but it
1: sounds like you're using it for what you want. Yeah, I um, would I will, I will <laughs> say I still have the. I, I still you know
2: what? I I really like Cincinnati. Like it is nothing against Cincinnati. It's just to some of it, it's just banter. Yeah, I I, I like I. I just kind of like doing th- this kind of stuff. It's not anything to, like, put Mike on the hot seat. Oh, I know.
0: It's it's just like saying, hey, lock everyone. Yeah, I know. I was just really confused because you've been going on about it for, like, two weeks. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I never
1: fully it's understood. It's become it. a thing. <laughs> Has anyone seen, seen the line on the uh, Houston uh, Cincinnati game tomorrow or not? I'll
0: look it up um, real quick. Let's see. Do you have anything else you want to mention about your top 25, sir?
1: I will look at that. One moment here. Um, here. Oh, 13 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I have Duke up at 11. Maybe that's too high, but I mean, Baylor, Um, I don't know if people like Andy Katz realize, but they lost twice last week, not just to Houston. They also lost to BYU. I mentioned Andy Katz because he moved them up to nine and has top twenty-five saying, "Oh, they're playing well." Guess he <laughs> forgot that they lost twice. <laughs> That's the eye test. Yeah, I guess. Um, San Diego State, I'm kind of leaving where they are at, at fourteen. Um, Creighton got a little bit, a little bit of a boost, kind of a boost, but not. They didn't fall as much as they as they would have from losing to St. John's because they beat UConn. Um, and that kind of game after playing St. John's after you just beat UConn is always going to be kind of a tough one yeah, on the road, you know, and especially, I mean, you know, 23rd ranked St. John's. I mean, that's tough.
2: Yeah, it is really tough.
1: Um, I, (laughs) I kind of have Clemson back up where they, up at 15, I like their wins away from home over Alabama and North Carolina, Wisconsin. I don't like where they are, but so many teams below them lost. Auburn, two Q1 wins, and one of them is net 75. So they almost only have one, and they only have two or three wins against the field, and yet here we all are, because of their computer metrics, having them way up here. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Well, They're still a three seed, are they not? I don't think so. Projected they were three. they were they were projected as a four by the reveal, and I can't see them being higher than that now.
0: I haven't missed a four, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, Kentucky, I moved up a little bit with their win. With their win, of course, they also lost the LSU. So you never know which team you're going to see. Uh, Dayton ha- obviously had to fall. Um, I I think we're almost getting to the point where the ideas of them being a four seed are
0: just about shot. Oh, they're not getting a four seed. Yeah, no. She-
1: um, Florida, I like where I put them. South Carolina, back in the top 25 for now. That was a nice win they had. That really hurt, uh, what is it, Ole Miss's chances?
0: Yeah, it, it really was crippling for
1: them. Uh, Colorado State, I probably should drop more, but go below and tell me who I. It, you know, there's a lot of other teams that lost too. Washington State lost to Arizona State. Not surprised after coming off a of sweeping Arizona. Um, NTCU, Oklahoma, BYU especially on the, on the Oklahoma BYU. I mean, they're really turning in the wrong direction. Um, and they better, both of them better finish two and two if they want to make sure they make the field.
0: Yeah. Rank Texas Tech. What? Rank Texas Tech.
1: Yeah, okay. I probably could have.
0: <laughs> no, genuinely, I have them above uh, St. Mary's. Do you? So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's fair. Um, one other team I want to mention that I don't think I've ever had in my top, not just 25, but 30, is Michigan State. And for good reason, I know. Um, Talk about another team that is really making things way more interesting than they should. They are now 17-11 and overall. And they got to play Purdue next. And they got to play Northwestern. And I think it's Penn State. Yeah. So we're now looking at a team that is three and seven in Q one, eight and eleven.
2: It's Indiana. It's not Penn State. It's Indiana.
1: Okay. Whatever. Yeah. I knew it was somebody that's not a tournament team. (laughs) Uh, Eight and eleven in the in Q one and Q two combined, and a game over five hundred. Sorry, two games over five hundred. In Q one, Q three. So that's fine, but. Here's the key thing with their resume. How does the committee view their win over Baylor? It is listed as neutral court, but that game was in Detroit. You cannot get more non-neutral of a neutral court than than Michigan State playing in Detroit against Baylor. If the committee decides that's more of a home game, their best win away from home is at Maryland.
0: If it's listed as... A neutral site win; it'll stay neutral site unless it's announced.
1: I get then, that, but I'm talking about yeah. there's 13 people. There's people in a room. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that the it, like
0: unofficially yes, saying it.
1: That's what I'm talking about. What? Yeah. How do the How do the people in the room view that? If they think it's more of a home game, their best win away from home is Maryland.
0: I mean, that gets you a nine seat. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, they're a shaky nine. Yeah.
1: Um if they don't beat Purdue, they better beat uh, Northwest at least Northwestern, if not Indi- both Northwestern and Indiana. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it's not gonna be a fun race for the and it's just almost seems so like almost unnecessary. Like we talked about after they after they lost to Northwestern and Illinois back in January. This is their remaining schedule. Records and Minnesota at home. Maryland and Wisconsin on the road. Should have gone 3-1, and one, and they did. Then you get Michigan and Maryland at home. Should win of those, and they did. Then you get Minnesota on the road and Illinois at home. You should have, should have won both of those, and you didn't yeah. beat Minnesota. Then you get Penn State, Michigan. Should have won both of those on the, on the road. They did. But then you get Iowa and Ohio State at home. You should have won both of those. They lost them both.
0: I mean, just like they, all the progress they had made, they were up to like a six or a seven yeah. in most
1: And they've killed it. Yeah. And we'll see. But yeah, they better hope the committee doesn't really look too far
2: into that win over Baylor. Yeah. Just waiting for the streak to break. Good. And I don't think it's going to be this year. I think you're waiting
0: another year, sir. Yeah,
2: probably. Yeah, I think so. I don't know, but that's and that's they'll tough. probably be an 11 seed in Dayton, and they'll make a Final Four run. And
0: I don't um, think so. Don't I'll go to Dayton if it was going to be in Dayton. <laughs> yeah, I went last year. It wasn't terrible.
1: So that's that's my top 25. That's where I'm at.
0: Cool. I don't have any more questions, Zach. Do you have any questions for him? No, Zach. How about it? Chaos. Okay, All right,
2: here we go. Save the best for last. Oh
0: yeah.
2: All right. So uh number one, Houston, Connecticut, Tennessee, Iowa State, and Gonzaga at five, Alabama, Duke, Kansas, TCU, and Arizona at ten. St. Mary's, Purdue, North Carolina, Auburn, Marquette at 15. Baylor, Illinois, Michigan State, New Mexico, Mississippi State at 20, Kentucky, Virginia, St. John's, Pitt, and Memphis at 25. So Tennessee leapfrogged Iowa State for number three.
0: Okay, so Um, first and foremost, how do you decide tiebreakers?
2: How do I decide tiebreakers? Oh, uh, it's... um, Average margin of victory
0: or average projected margin of victory. Okay. So like Tennessee and Iowa state are tied. Is that right? So then it just goes on that. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, I think so Tennessee's like three tenths of a point better. Okay. So it's almost nothing. Um, really the, like the gap between Houston and Connecticut is larger than the gap between Connecticut and uh, Alabama,
0: or even like Saint so, Mary's. Yeah, um,
2: I'm kind of curious. So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty tight, like two through ten or
1: whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious. Did your model forget New Mexico losing to Air Force?
2: Nope, it sure didn't.
1: Okay.
2: They dropped two, three spots. Really got hammered for that. that I mean,
0: good. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Uh. Surprised Alabama didn't fall at all.
2: They
1: did. They dropped two. Oh, okay. Okay. That's right. They were number four last week.
0: And where's, and it, was Kentucky ranked last week for you? Yes. They stayed. Where they are, they okay. stay where they are. So
2: 117
1: yep. points wasn't good enough offensive efficiency. Nope. Okay. Okay.
2: I guess they got to score 130 next time. <laughs> you heard it, Cal. Shoot for 150. Yeah. <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta win by 40. You can't you can't be letting your foot off the gas.
0: And right there is the problem with metrics. Yes. They were up by 40 with eight minutes to go. But they're not gonna get that because they took players out to not get them injury.
1: Right. That's where like those little like, analytically final things would go in really well.
2: Yes. Um so Tennessee's win over Texas A and M was practically a complete game from Tennessee from a four factors uh, standpoint.
0: But they only won by twenty.
2: Yeah. They won by thirty five. Oh. Excuse you, sir. Um, Effective field goal percentage margin, plus 25.4%. Offensive rebounding percentage margin against one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country, Tennessee was plus 10.3%. The only thing that they didn't do better than uh, Texas A&M was turn the turnovers. Um, but it was basically nothing. Yeah. And then, uh, Virginia fell four spots. So their effective field goal percentage margin ranking dropped from 52nd overall to 81st overall. Good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
0: I mean, after you had already ran these since, um, like incorporated the Virginia Tech loss, hadn't you?
2: In the midweek, yeah.
0: Yeah. In the midweek so, update. That doesn't shock me. I'm glad they fell, but it doesn't shock me they didn't fall a ton with that loss already incorporated.
2: Yeah. Um, outside of that, comments, questions?
0: Michael, you can go first.
1: I mean, I think I kind of made my comments and questions
0: about, you know, New, New Mexico <laughs> and whatnot. So I'm curious, Purdue fell, did they fall a spot or did they stay the same?
2: They stayed the same.
0: Okay. I'm really interested, would Michigan, if they beat Michigan State by like 10, is that really going to help them? Probably not. Okay. Um, look at the teams ahead of them. Well, they're within like point three the- of Arizona and within 0.5 or a point of like Duke. So that's why like they're very close to those.
2: I mean, so there's a lot of room for them to move up, but you have St. Mary's ahead of them. Yeah. Like St. Mary's is going to, well, I guess they have Gonzaga coming up. They sure do. But that might be next after next update, but either way, um, like the teams ahead of Purdue, just have much more like blowout opportunities ahead of them.
0: Okay,
1: what do you think is harder to do: score ninety-five points and lose by twenty-two, or hold <laughs> North Carolina to thirty-nine percent effective field goal percentage and lose by
0: ten, or to hold North Carolina to fifty-seven yeah. and lose by ten? <laughs> like what in the world? <laughs> I. I don't have any comments to be fully honest. Your twenty-two through twenty-five, I don't agree with. Um, I could hear the argument for Pitt, but the other three, I don't like being in the top twenty-five.
2: Sure, I don't necessarily either. Five
1: um, five assists for Virginia in that game against North Carolina total. But what what does what do
2: assists tell us?
0: Like like oh well, they distribute the ball. Yeah.
2: Okay, but does that? Does that actually lead to? Does that actually lead to a like higher like win probability? I think, it or... would.
0: I mean, you're the numbers guy. I think it would. I well, mean,
2: it doesn't. It may... That's the thing is that it doesn't. I think passes ball... have assists have no predictive power because it's already incorporated in effective field goal percentage. Number one, a lot of your assists go to three point shooters. Not so... Virginia.
0: False. Virginia, okay. and Purdue would say otherwise.
2: <laughs> okay, Virginia and Purdue are outliers. I
0: mean, yeah. which is why we're talking about them on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I—I
2: I mean, it's—it's it's fine.
0: Like we no, can like, talk about both it. it's of those just... are outliers. I mean, in general, like genuinely, both of those are outliers on your model. Like, I would be curious to see if like just dis- teams that distribute the ball better are higher up the like line for you
2: again i wouldn't think so because assists basically have well okay they okay they might but only because of their effective field goal percentage like sure they can distribute the ball better but we're already like counting that fair I'm gonna throw a little time out here and say that Kansas State
1: in a must-win game over West Virginia has almost blown all of the 25-point lead. It's now a two-point, it's a two-point game with 3:16 to go.
0: I turned it off because it was such a blowout. Yeah, well, <laughs> West
2: Virginia is a freaking wagon.
0: Yeah, nine and 18. Yep,
2: <laughs> it's a wagon. They took, they took Iowa State the distance on Saturday, but did they so. win? No, no, they didn't win, but they're a wagon. No,
0: no, just no. This was (laughs) seventy to forty-eight
1: with ten thirty-three to go. So this is a twenty-four to four run in the last seven minutes.
0: Oh, nice. Jeez. So what do the numbers tell you about that, Zach? Yeah,
2: good. What? (laughs) What do the numbers tell you about that? Is it good? Is it good? What is what good? A twenty-four to four run. Yeah. Which part?
0: Yeah, that's 24-4. great.
2: That's excellent. Yeah, anytime you go on a twenty-four to four run, that's that's great basketball. Or if you're Kansas State, it's terrible basketball, and you should probably like find players that want to play. I see
1: it occur to Kansas State; they should probably
2: call a timeout. <laughs> Good job for Jerome Tang. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: And then the other only interest, other game of interest, um, North Carolina is hanging on by seven against Miami. By six. Good. Six. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was that was supposed to be like a top 10, 15 game, you know, the game of the season.
0: The big Monday games have been such great name yeah. matchups. They yeah. haven't lived up to it, especially in the ACC, but the names that they've put together, I love that. Yeah. Just the product hasn't been there. Yeah. Um, Baylor TCU tonight, though, should be a solid one.
1: Yep. TCU. Really could use that one to kind of, you know, make sure they get in the tournament. Absolutely. Um, fun, just kind of, fun kind of, fun kind of CAA game. Drexel beat Delaware by ten. Okay. Um, I don't think they have any hopes, but McNeese down six to Lamar, they would definitely be gone if they lose that.
0: McNeese is done. Yeah. And Are Mc- we moving on, guys? We sure can. Do you have anything else you wanted to mention? No. Okay. Miami's only down two now. Yeah. Way to go, Miami. <laughs> Sorry about that. Way to go, Miami. Sure. <laughs> this is going to bring all the Miami fans back into my mention.
1: Yeah. Put it in the bracket. No.
0: So not way to go, Miami. No. Way to go, Miami. Gavin, get your guys in check, please.
2: Yeah. we We, we don't need this. <laughs> People were like, North Carolina is too low on my model. And I mean, Miami is absolutely validating where they are. We have a tie game in Manhattan. I can't. I know. (laughs) Um, West Virginia is just too much of a wagon.
0: Okay. So moving on from the wagon conversation. (laughs) Sorry. We like to get sidetracked. Um, do you all have any questions about any bracket stuff or anything like that right now? Um,
1: well, let's kind of just kind of discuss the last kind of four teams that are in. Maybe the last – the first four that are out for the moment.
0: So I'll read my last – I'll read my last eight in and then my first eight out. Okay. Because um, the bubble picture is really starting to take – like get some clarity. Yep. There's actually, and this is terrifying because it means that there's something that's going to happen. There's a consensus among like the bracketologists I've talked with about who's in and who's out right now. It's a pretty clear line and that's not a good thing (laughs) that there's something coming. Um, But I've got Nevada. This is going in order from the most in the field to the closest to out. Um, So my last four buys are Nevada, Texas, Wake Forest and Seton Hall. Last four in are Virginia, New Mexico, Providence, and Gonzaga. Um, And then Gonzaga is the last team in the tournament. Um, First four out are Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Butler, and Villanova. And then Colorado, Cincy, um, Utah, and Memphis are the next four. Those next four minus Colorado. um, After the fifth spot out, it's a mess. Mm -hmm. None of those teams really even have a shot, to be fully honest. Um, just everybody wants a first four and a next four out, so I have them all listed.
1: Yeah, I I, th- I think a lot of th- those teams that are just out, they're going to have a hard time. Um, Colorado is sneaky.
0: They need a quad one win.
1: I just don't see it for Colorado. I start- I, 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 looked at their resume a couple times this morning. Yeah. I, I, I just don't see it.
0: Um, I'd be surprised. But I'm not saying no.
1: I mean Colorado, I mean they're they're eighteen and nine. They have one Q one win and it's at Washington. They have one win, maybe two, probably only one win against a team in the field, Washington State, and probably maybe Utah, but I don't think Utah's in the field anymore. No, they're not. And their next they their next best winner is Richmond, who's also is not in the field. And they have losses to Utah, Florida State, UCLA, Cal, Arizona State. At least four, maybe five losses to teams outside of the field. Yeah. So having a you know one or two to four to five you know (laughs) wins over teams in the field to losses to teams outside of the field ratio is not good. Yeah, that's a bad ratio. I just don't. And their closing schedule—they don't play Arizona anymore. They're done playing Utah.
0: I haven't looked at them to that point. It's yet. Cal
1: and Stanford at home, and it's Oregon and Oregon staying on the road. There is yeah. nothing there except maybe Oregon on the road to help them. Yeah, I and that's just not- don't so, see it.
0: So then, yeah, I mean, with that, I'll say we could probably go the last four in or the first four out are the teams that have a chance. Um, of those, I think Texas AM probably has the best chance to jump into the field. Because they have the wins already, just they have so many bad losses. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you have to just look at their wins and be like, "All right, let's put them in." Especially when you're talking about Ole Miss, who has nothing, or Butler. I mean, look at what Butler's done this year. They're four and eleven in quadrant one, or at least they were last night.
1: I think that was easier though for Texas, and when they were six and five in Q one, but now they're five and six.
0: Yes. So that's the other thing. How are these games going to flip flop back and forth? Really matters. Um, and then Villanova is right there with a and to be fully honest. They have all of the bad losses. And I
1: don't know that, South, that, that uh, uh, um, A&M is going to add another Q1 win. South Carolina at home is Q2. Georgia on the road is Q2. Mississippi State at home is Q1B, but if they win it, it may not even end up being Q1. Yeah. Ole Miss is at seventy five and then out on the road, that's Q one, but again, same thing. Yeah. So they could go the rest of the way and not end up with another Q one win. And they need to win probably three out of four of those games.
0: Yes. Yeah, so there's it's weird. And the issue is I have two teams in right now that are bid stealers. Like I have South Florida in and then I have Richmond in. Okay. If both of those lose in their conference tournament to, let's say, Dayton for Richmond or um, FAU for South Florida, that's going to add an, another at-large team into the field, which means we have to add one of AM, Ole Miss, Butler, Villanova, and that's when things are going to start becoming really dicey. Yep. So if you're a bubble team right now, you're rooting for as much chalk in these conference tournaments as possible, and you're rooting for... And if you're a bubble team on the outside, you're looking for just chaos.
1: And you do not want New Mexico to beat Boise State or Utah State in the next week and a half and then Correct. have ULV win the Mountain West Conference Tournament? Yes. Because that is how you get seven bids.
0: Yes. Um, I I don't see seven bids. I don't either. I think that either way, you're knocking at least one of them out. Um had New Mexico not lost to Air Force, we could have had a different That was so bad. But I don't see it. That was just so bad. Uh, Zach, do you have any questions about brackets or anything like that? No. No, I'm not putting your Wolverines in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Indeed>.
2: <laughs> you Not even just for no. me?
0: No. No.
1: No. I think especially not for you, Zach.
0: I'll put them in one turn. category and... <laughs> So they should fire their coach, category. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can join Louisville. Ugh,
1: <laughs> or, uh, or they can be DePaul. Ugh.
0: Only DePaul loses the game by getting blocked by the front end of the rim. Th- thank you. I Zach didn't. I don't think Zach saw it when we talked about the game last night. Nope, month. I but didn't watch so the nasty. game of the year. It is such a DePaul thing too. It was the most DePaul layup I've ever seen in my life. Ugh. I felt bad for him. Um, so we've still got another like couple minutes here. We're gonna wrap up. Um, I wanna ask. I am going completely blank. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I just went completely blank. Okay. Oh, it'll it'll come. It'll, it'll come back come. tomorrow, I'm sure.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you all have any, oh um what do you all think about UMass joining the A? The Mac from the
2: eight. It's not the worst realignment thing that's happened.
0: I mean, it kind of ruins the Mac geography, to be honest. Yeah. But it's not a little, but they've got Buffalo
2: out there. That's true. Fair. It does. I'm not, I'm it- not saying. I'm not saying. Like it does stretch them. Yes. A bit, but they have Buffalo.
0: Well, it, it adds to the, like, cheer, like it bulks them up a little bit, but it does stretch them. Um, I thought it was a solid add, especially for football, uh, but yeah. was just thinking um, this will probably help their basketball program. Like, it's not going to help them, like, maybe be, like, an at-large candidate or whatever, but it's probably going to help them get to the tournament more often. Yeah. The um, MAC is not great. No, from a basketball point, especially compared to like the A10 with Dayton. Okay. I don't know. Both the, team,
2: both, Mac both. Isn't, the Mac isn't great this year, but I feel like most years there's three or four teams that are usually pretty solid,
0: but they're never the Dayton level good. I mean, Dayton was going to be a one seed three years ago before COVID canceled the tournament, like, yeah it's a different level of good in the A10. That's good and bad for UMass. I mean, playing against that kind of competition's better, but getting to go to the MAC, like they can be competitive with Toledo or Kent State or Akron, like those kinds of teams.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: What do you think, Mike?
1: It it is a it is an odd move. Um I think it's going to be quite a travel, you know, NIU traveling up to a you know, UMass. Yeah. Play. But, again... That it's should not... be a pretty direct flight.
0: Yeah. On, do they take... I'm sure they're chartering flights, right? Yeah, I would think so.
2: I don't... It depends. I don't know if, like, Northern Illinois yeah. will be chartering flights. Maybe some of the bigger schools, like like Michigan State or Kansas or Duke, but I don't know about Northern Illinois.
0: Yeah. Like it's any high major team charters a flight at this point. Um, I just didn't know if, like, when you get to the mid majors, if they have to fly commercial or how they do that. Yeah. Even
1: like, I mean, some of the like the kind of bigger schools in the Mac, like an, like an Akron or a Toledo that's in a bigger city, you know, because yeah. NIU is an, it's just an, it's a north, northwest suburb just outside of Chicago. Yeah. And about an hour, about an hour at least northwest of Chicago. Okay. So.
0: so, yeah, that'll be interesting travel-wise. Um, uh,
1: 40 minutes, not enough. West Virginia, Kansas State going to overtime.
0: Got to have overtime. North Carolina's trying their best to miss these free throws to keep Miami in the game.
1: I see that, yeah.
0: Um, but, no, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, who do you think – the two names I've heard rumored in the past couple days for the A-10 are Drake and um, Charleston? That's who what I heard, think? too. Who do you all think would fit better? I, I, I would, would prefer Charleston. Me too.
2: Yeah. From a
0: from a geography
2: standpoint, Charleston.
0: I mean, it just it makes more sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, damn. Honestly,
2: I they, mean, should, I they should they should they should poach Rutgers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> would that be poaching? <laughs> yeah, that would be poaching. I mean, Rutgers. <sighs> Rutgers has played probably their best basketball in the last five years, like, that I can ever remember. And, like, they have really benefited from being
0: in the Big Ten. Oh, absolutely. I mean,
2: any – And it's, it's any, annoying.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, for one, am happy to see teams get success. So, Rutgers fans, you don't have to like Zach, but Michael and I. <laughs> <a team. laughs> um, no, I just wanted to get your thoughts. I saw that stuff today, and I know we've spent a decent chunk of time today talking about some realignment stuff. But we'll definitely be getting into that more in the coming weeks. Um, one thing I think would be fun is in the off season, where we'll sit down and maybe all of us like could talk like who's the ideal 15 uh, member conference in the sec or whatever. And maybe we'll just sit here and debate in the off season who we think would make the best basketball. DePaul. Um, And DePaul will probably be in every conference. in the. (laughs) So get ready for that. Um, But yeah, we'll be back um, Thursday night with our week recap. I'm not sure who will be here, but we'll have it um, live for you Friday morning.
1: When are we going to do it? Friday.
0: I think we are going to do it Friday because you're off Friday, yes, aren't you? that's right. Yeah. All right, guys. So we'll be back um, in your feeds either Thursday or Friday night, depending on how schedules work out. Um, so look for us then. Um, and then, of course, we'll be back with some Bracketology Saturday morning. Yep. Uh, make sure you tune in, like, and subscribe. Um, we appreciate all of you all listening. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys.